Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aquarian Insights. I'm your host, Dr. Brendan McLaughlin. On today's episode, I'm going to take a deep dive into the emotional level of health, as I believe this is one of the most misunderstood and overcomplicated areas of health that we all deal with today. If you enjoy the episode, feel free to head over to Substack at aquariansolution.substack.com where I've posted many more blog articles on the emotional levels of healing and how that fits into my levels of health model. I hope you enjoy the episode. Today, I wanted to talk about the emotional level of health and wellness, or what I call the spark. And so when we think about the levels of healing model that we've discussed in previous iterations, kind of the emotional level is sort of the bridge between the higher mental and spiritual levels and down into the energetic and physical levels. And so I really wanted to begin here on the emotional level, as I've come to regard all physical symptoms from pain, skin conditions, cancer, etc., etc., as physical announcements of emotional conflicts asking to be attended to. In the levels of healing model, the emotional level is the spark between our thoughts on the mental level and our interface with the world, or the energetic level, which initiates changes to our physiology on the physical level via the autonomic nervous system. Emotions are what ignite thoughts into our physical reality. Thoughts can only create a construct. They have to be animated with emotions to create a measurable magnetic force to allow thoughts to precipitate down into the physical level. This magnetic force also attracts similar or related thoughts and feelings the stronger it becomes. As a result, our emotions and emotional state are what can create an environment of healing and harmony or one of discord. In neuroanatomy, The limbic system is connected via numerous synapses to the hypothalamus and therefore the autonomic nervous system. Within the limbic system, it is two almond-shaped clusters of nuclei located deep within the temporal lobes of the brain's cerebrum called the amygdala that play an important role in emotions. The amygdala are what form the neuroanatomical link between emotions and our autonomic nervous system. Emotions can be felt and experienced appropriately, or they can be repressed. Appropriately experienced emotions are primarily electromagnetic events in the nervous system that start in the brain and spread throughout the entire body. The electrical energy disperses throughout the entire body, leaving it healthier and more vibrant than before. On the flip side, suppressed emotions, or ones not appropriately experienced, create static electrical charges in the brain. Dr. Homer, founder of German New Medicine, called these visible changes in the brain, Homer foci. As the electrical charge is not dispersed across the body, it has to discharge some other way. The limbic system irritates areas of the hypothalamus, resulting in altered blood flow to organs that correlate with the area of the brain affected. Specific emotional conflicts always irritate the same area in the hypothalamus, 
and thus have a specific pathogenic effect on a certain organ. Until the conflict is resolved, the electrical charge in the conflict area will rebuild over and over again, leading to a chronic irritation of the corresponding hypothalamic area and to chronic functional impairment of the target organs. So rather than eliciting temporary changes to our autonomic nervous system and subsequent physiology, we are continuously driving physiological changes via stagnant emotion. This process is reinforced as we repeatedly attract the same feelings to us in the body's attempt to relive the emotion in order to disperse the electromagnetic forces created by the initial event. Not only do stuck emotions create distinct changes in the brain that affect a given organ, but each emotion anchors into our being via specific organ systems directly. When emotions are not allowed to flow, they build up electromagnetic force within an organ system in tandem with areas of the brain that are also sending stress signals to the affected organ. This vicious cycle precipitates illness in specific organs that unless the original emotional conflict is allowed to disperse will lead to chronic disease. We can begin to see that there is an emotional component to all conditions that must be relieved in order to initiate true healing. We must also acknowledge that often someone who has been dealing with a chronic condition, the first thing that must be done is build back a baseline foundation on the physical level in order to allow for the effortless release of trapped emotions. And from there, we can begin to look at thoughts on the mental level and altered slash inappropriate belief systems on the etheric level that are behind the thoughts. By looking at health this way, we can create a roadmap to true lasting. Understanding how emotions affect our health becomes imperative in our modern society, as the feeling activity of life is the most unguarded point of human consciousness. As a result, our emotions are under a constant barrage from outside forces. When we add in the fact that the emotional level is often the component of our health that goes undiscussed due to societal stigmas, personal and collective traumas, and years of poorly understood psychotherapy, this creates a society prone to emotional influences and where the emotional effects on health are misunderstood and pushed to the wayside. The need to protect our emotions cannot be emphasized too strongly. For control of the emotions plays the most important part of anything in life in maintaining balance in the mind, health in the body, success and accomplishment in our affairs, and the world of personal self of every individual. Most often, the emotion that is elicited by outside forces is fear, whether it's fear of the unknown, fear of death, fear of other people. This fear creates well-documented physiological responses via the autonomic nervous system. And to quote a research paper, overall studies on fear point to broad sympathetic activation, including cardiac acceleration, increased myocardial contractility, vasoconstriction, and increased electrodermal activity. 
the same time, fear affects the highest levels above, closing off our mental faculties and disconnecting us from the divine. It becomes imperative that we understand how important our emotions are in the manifestation of, of our thoughts and how they can be utilized for our highest good or to trap us in sickness. Many tools exist that merely shift stagnated energies but do nothing to release them, which makes these activities, whether they be yoga, breathwork, some forms of psychotherapy, etc., can be very satisfying in the moment, but they are not a solution or essentially just rearranging the room in many cases. In response to this, I've developed several tools that we can utilize to release stagnant emotions out of our system easily and quickly to recapture our health and negate reinforcing patterns that show up in our lives. When we attend to the emotional component of health, this leads to less impedance into the lower levels which often means less work needs to be done on a physical or energetic level and results in faster resolution of chronic health problems. And so in order to achieve true lasting healing, we must take into account all levels of our being. Emotions are the pivotal piece that brings thoughts and belief systems into our physical existence. Or as Napoleon Hill said, thoughts can never become things until they are clothed in feelings. 